Hello and welcome. It's the Hoops Dramas Podcast. I'm Adam Shalfu, joined by Leo Coleman via Zoom, the miracles of modern technology, my friend. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. Doing well. How about yourself? Living the dream, man. You know, been on the grind lately. Uh, been enjoying these NBA playoffs. It, it's kind of weird, like the, seems like they weren't, well received this year a lot of people were like oh the nba playoffs aren't good only one game's gone to overtime i think they've been great you know we got a seven game series we both expected a seven game series out east uh honestly if i could change i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole but if i could change one thing about the playoffs it would be john morant getting not getting hurt absolutely yeah you know because that really did change the complexion of that series and uh that was the toughest opponent that the Warriors faced on their way to the finals. They kind of made quick work of the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I anticipated. Uh, yeah, definitely John Morant getting hurt kind of um, put a damper on that series because it was a, a very fun series to watch, uh, to watch and seeing the Warriors um have to figure out a piece of the puzzle it, the war the warriors were having trouble with them and it was kind of uh interesting to see the the warriors adjust to it and again i mean unfortunately jog is hurt and i mean the, the rest is history you know yeah and i guess you could say the same thing obviously he's not the guy on the team but who knows? Maybe there's some alternate universe where there's a healthy Chris Middleton and a healthy John Morant, and it's the Bucks Grizzlies meeting in the finals. But that's how these things go. Maybe in that same alternative universe, Derrick Rose is a multiple champion with the Chicago Bulls, never blew out his knee, but shoulda, coulda, woulda, we'd all be rich, as you like to say. <laughs> I love it. I and uh, I, I love how you always bring up. I think D Rose has more appearances on the Hoopshadamish podcast than Adam Shalafu. <laughs> he might. He might. Don't don't make me go get my jerseys. You know. Oh, I got three or four in my closet too now. Which ones do you have? Uh, pinstripe. Okay. Uh, the black pinstripe one. The uh, the all red one with the um. I, I, I want to say it was kind of like the statement jerseys. Was that the, I think it was the Christmas Day one. The, the all Christmas. Red. That's that's exactly what it was. The Christmas Day one, and then I have the other Christmas Day one with just the bull on the front. You know, back when they were yeah. rocking sleeves. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that, I got three of them. Yeah, I got three of them. The other one is a um, the the Rondo, the nine black Rondo. Oh, that's. That's fresh. I got two rose jerseys. I got the uh, one, a red autographed one from my uncle, Rich Nansu. Shout out to uncle Rich Nansu. And then I got a uh, black one. No, I got three too. I got a black one. 
uh, just with Chicago on the front. And then I got a red one, Los Bulls. And um, I remember that some dude wasn't even a Bulls fan. He almost bought that. And then I was like, I can't. No, 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 no. And I bought it immediately. End of the shift. When, back when we were working at uh, Chicago Locker Room together. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. That yeah. Ne- that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. One, one, one of the um, luxuries of working in a sports apparel, you got first pickings, you know, put yours in the back. And they come in there. Hey, you got a medium in that rose? White. We don't anymore. <laughs> no, no. We, we, we actually sold the last one uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, somebody just called. They need this now. Sorry. <laughs> that uh, person being me. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just got a call from myself. Very important. Uh, anyway, um, you know, we'll be talking, obviously, NBA Finals, the two teams to make it out, Celtics and Warriors, of course. And uh, we'll hit you with some fun facts. We'll do a little pop quiz. We'll talk about a finals preview, some X factors. And then finally, we will make any predictions. Before we get any in, in, into that, do you have any closing thoughts maybe a eulogy speech for the miami heat that was a tough way to go out man uh you know they they fought all the way back but man i just think the celtics were the better team at the end of the day the going back to our previous episode when we made our predictions um about that series i i picked the heat in seven uh but i mean injuries i mean like you you really like it 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 derails all of your plans all your predictions because as banged up as the heat were they went down swinging Uh, i knew i i knew jimmy butler uh as you know how i feel about jimmy butler um yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him, uh, but, but at the same time, I love him because he's just a workhorse out there on the floor. Uh, when I when uh, when they were going to Boston down three two, I knew Jimmy Butler was not going to let them lose that game, um, which brings it back to Miami for Game Seven, and uh, they got they. Got a tough break, and you know, basketball guys said, I guess this time it wasn't in their favor to win that game with uh, some of the questionable calls. Uh, but I mean, you got to give props to the Celtics, and I mean, we, we'll save this for later in the episode, but I mean, they honestly, they're there, they are the team who can beat the Warriors. Ooh, cryptic, cryptic, yeah, he's there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, uh, Tyler Hero's healthy. Maybe it goes the other way. I will stick to what I tweeted the other day before that game. I didn't know which way it was going to go, but basically I said, I think the Celtics are the better team. I think the heat are the tougher team. And even though the heat lost that game, I think they proved just how tough they were. It reminded me of a Rocky movie. You know, in the heat are rocky, but life doesn't always have a happy ending. They just got pummeled, man. They took so many huge punches. And it's interesting, you know, the Internet's going crazy that night about Jimmy Butler taking that shot. I got no problem with him taking that shot. Uh, He had an open look. 
And if he hits that shot, that's all we're still seeing on Sports Center in the heater in the finals. But and you you're had talking the, about you're talking the shot you're talking about is that pull up three in transition. Yeah. The 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 put the kids to bed slip shot that he exactly. Missed. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? You can go in, you, you got Horford, uh, but Horford's a good rim protector. You can try to go in on Horford, but you have enough space for that shot, and it's to take the lead, and then you put all that pressure back on Boston. But I am not okay with these armchair point guards. You know, that people always say armchair quarterbacks. I'm going to say armchair point guards. All these armchair point guards, like somebody online was, uh, he Jimmy Butler failed in the biggest moment. No, 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 girlfriend. Let me tell you, Jimmy Butler's the reason they're in that series. They're the reason, he's the reason they're competitive in that series. And he's the reason they're in that game. And it's not just about making shots. It's about taking shots. And sometimes you don't hit them. But Jimmy Butler, he had an open look. He took it. He happened to miss. You can't blame him for missing that shot. He's your best player. Yeah. That's the guy you want taking that shot. You can say what you want about Jimmy Butler's uh, percentages, but he's hit clutch threes throughout his career. Clutch threes in Chicago. Clutch threes in Miami clutch threes in philadelphia probably some a clutch three or two in minnesota even you know <laughs> he's there for a handshake and a lunch but i think that you know now i am going on a tirade i think there's no philosophy uh necessarily like in basketball or maybe i got it the other way around there's no basketball in philosophy but there's a lot of philosophy in basketball And my philosophy on that particular shot is you take it, you take it, you hopefully make it, but in life, like basketball, you have to take the shot. And um, if he makes that, it's obviously received differently, but it's just 2020 hindsight to say, Oh, that was a horrible shot. Well, I mean, what what you have to understand is these armchair point guards that you're talking about, they don't really understand the flow of that game. Exactly. I, I mean, I already knew he was going to take that shot. I mean, they, they had just, it was, I, I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the Celtics came down out of a timeout and then the, the Heat got a stop. And yep. they, to, to, to take out, even, even take out the coming out of the timeout part because that it didn't even matter. Like, the Heat had momentum in their favor. It was yeah. it was the, it's like two stops. They got two stops, something like two, an eight zero run or something. Yes, and then your best player is coming down with has a mismatch. You know, yeah. Al Horford's guarding him. I mean, that's the that's the matchup you take. Yes, he could have gone by him and got to the rim and, and possibly gotten fouled, but or he gets blocked. Or he gets blocked. But I mean, if you got if you got a big man on his heels in transition. He, he backing up. I mean, your momentum, you're at home. I'm taking that shot. I'm like, I'm taking that shot. I'm sorry. Well, I, you're making that shot. I don't know if I'm making it, but I'm taking it. <laughs> I've seen you play. You're making that shot. And then Sports Center says, Leo Coleman saves the day. 
<laughs> I don't know about sports center. No, I, I'll, I'll stick to this side of the screen uh, because that's a whole lot more pressure when you got 40, 50,000 people watching you when you in a game to go to the, the big game. So, I mean, not, not to take anything from myself. I can hoop. Hoop Shadamas audience, I can hoop. I am a very solid hooper. But um, I'm Best not a player on the staff. I'll, I'll give you that title. Easy. I think I think Stefano would have to argue that. But um, OK, yeah. true, true. You and Stefano are definitely the two best. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. N- enough about me. You know, I'm trying to be <laughs> humble these days. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess that's enough about that. Let's let's jump into some fun facts. Let me hit you with a fun fact. Uh, this is the first time. The two most efficient defenses have met in the finals since 1996, Chicago Bulls and Seattle Supersonics. Nice. And I, I kind of, uh, <clears throat> last week, as we were doing the, um, doing the prep for that um, episode, I saw that this, the Celtics and the Warriors were the top two defensive rated teams. I was like, man, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. So going into this um, finals, I mean, I wouldn't expect it. I would expect it to be super high scoring or super low scoring. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Both though. teams can light it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I both put, teams are very, very smart when it comes to making adjustments. Yeah. And they both have defensive versatility. I took the over on 197 total points in that game. For what game? For the game seven, Celtics Heat. What was the score? 100 to 96. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> but you took the over. You I took the over. Enough. Yeah, not close <laughs> enough. So it was a bad bet at the end of the day. Uh, I feel like when, when defensive teams are involved, man, take the under, man. I always take the under because, oh, like, like cause that's what they do. They stop people, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, you know, especially with the Warriors, so many people, and rightfully so, they talk about how prolific their offense has been in the Steve Kerr era and, you know, the Splash Brother era. But they usually have the best defense in the league. They're really good defensively. Yeah. Steph Curry, I was talking to the players earlier t- today at practice. They, um, Steph Curry is an underrated defender. He is a very good defender. Very, very good defender. And then you got Clay Thompson. Um one of the probably top two, three defenders in the league, on-ball defenders, and then obviously Draymond Green, the anchor in that defense. So um, and then you got just length all around there. Yeah. So Wiggins yeah, turned into a pretty good defender. Wiggins, yes, yes. From the weak side, swatting, dunking on Luka. <laughs> yeah. All right, let, hit, hit me with some fun facts. We'll go a little all back right. and forth. Fun facts. Gotcha. So <clears> – <throat> This number is the same amount of seasons that the Celtics have missed the playoffs as the number of championships they have as a franchise. That number is 17. They've missed it. They out of 76 seasons, they've only missed the playoffs 17 seasons, which is the same number of championships they have as a franchise. Or 75, I guess, or is this, I don't know how that works because it's the 75th anniversary season. 
So 46 to 2022. Yeah. It were a Yeah. <laughs> Math class. Yeah, whatever. 75, 76, whatever it is. Pretty damn impressive. Well, yeah. Seven, seven, yeah. I mean, Tony missed the playoff 17 times. Yeah. yeah, to have as many championships as you have times you miss the playoffs, that's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, uh, what you got over there? Kind of going off that. Yeah, so the Celtics have won 17 championships out of 21 finals appearances. The last one, of course, coming their last win uh, in 08 with Rondo, Pierce, Garnett, Ray Ray, and... That was Big a House. super fun team. Posey. Yeah. Kendrick. Kendrick Perkins. PJ Brown. I love PJ me Brown. some PJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was a solid team. Love I that saw team. a video the other day. I think it was like Charlie Ward or something. PJ Brown picked this dude up and just tossed him on his head. <laughs> <laughs> it was that famous yeah. Heat Knicks brawl. You know, I saw that too. I saw that too. I saw that too. Yeah, he just picked him up, threw him over there in the camera, man. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm gonna drop, just, just dropped him on his head. Jeff Van Gunny comes running out, grabbing onto Alonzo Morning's ankles. All hell ensues. It's great reality TV. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, check this one out, Shalafu. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, I'll ask you. Uh, as as a fun fact to see if you know, since you are a um, since you are our hoopstradamus statistician, um, thanks to basketballreference.com, who on the Warriors in the playoffs in this year's playoffs, who on the Warriors first, who has the highest usage percentage? I feel like it's, I feel like it's gotta be. St- Def, but the sneaky okay. answer. All right. All right. No, no, that's right. That's right. All right. So who's number two? Draymond. No. Jordan Poole? Kaminga. Whoa. Yeah, man. No and it way. makes sense. It makes sense. It makes so much sense when I look at it because his upside is incredible. Like they're trying to develop him and get him ready. Uh, just like I heard you listening to a Steve Kerr interview right before we hopped on and how he was talking about the Warriors, their mentorship program. And when I saw that, I was like, that makes perfect sense. They're, they're young. And we can get in, get into this later into the episode, but um, Kaminga, I think, is going to be one of those X factors. Okay. He has to be. He has to be. But, yeah. There Love that. Uh, the final, final fact, or the final fun fact, or uh, mine, is the last time these two teams met in the finals was 1964 – it was the Celtics' sixth straight championship. You're going back to Bill Russell against Wilt Chamberlain. And I just think that's so cool when you consider the fact that it is that, you know, 75th anniversary season, we're doing all this to celebrate the history of the game and that these two teams happen to meet in the finals and the significance of that. You have the Celtics, who are the league's true greatest dynasty. You know, in that era, 11 championships in 13 years. And then you go to this season in 2022 NBA Finals where you have the new potential dynasty. Maybe they have to win this for it to be considered a dynasty. Maybe it's a dynasty already. But sixth championship appearance in eight years for Golden State. 
it just has a lot of karmic connections you know it's very ironic it's poetic it's beautiful and you would have to say the uh just to add to that the um well i'll say this first i'll say let me let me back i'll go back to that 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 64 finals for my last fun fact okay because you you mentioned wilt chamberlain and bill russell so in that playoff series which was only five games the celtics won four to one the the total wilt chamberlain had a total total amount of rebounds through five games through five games of 138 what so you had 138 total rebounds through those five games the next closest person on his team was nate thurman with 65 that's just for the warriors okay and now we go to, to the celtics bill russell's total rebounds for that series was 126 wow through five games I'm breaking out my calculator. I, right. I can give it to you. Right, he yeah. averaged he averaged 25 rebounds a game. Bill Russell, 25.2. And Wilt Chamberlain averaged 27.6 a game. It's a lot of rebounds, a lot of missed shots. <laughs> a lot of missed shots. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're talking about a battle of the boards, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's a good. great one. All right. Now it's time to hit me with a little pop quiz, Leo. What you got for me? Okay. All right. So back when back in 19 in the 64 finals. The is it's the easy one. The Boston Celtics were, of course, in Boston. Where were the Warriors? Philadelphia. Oh, guess again. No? San Francisco? San Francisco. Oh, dang. Okay, San okay. San Francisco Warriors. So I'll put a red X by that one. All right. So one. I got to go best of seven. I've already taken my – I just lost game one. No, well, this is best of three. So you you gotta you gotta win. Oh, the dang. Rest of them. Okay, yeah. so it's already games game five. I just lost yeah. game five. Yeah, yeah, which is a pivotal game. Um, in that series, um, oh, this is an easy one. Um, could you just say it? In that series, in first off. Who won the series? And I already gave you the answer. I gave you the yeah. answer. Who, who won the series and what was the series? Celtics 5-1. 4-1. Dang, bro. You almost missed that one again. Yeah. I'll give you that one, though. I'll give yeah. you that one. You know All what right. I mean. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> last question. In – it's a tough one. In game two – Wilt Chamberlain led the game in total rebounds and total points. So multiple choice. Were were his total points between 20 and 30? 
31 and 40 or 41 and 50 total points? I, I'm pretty confident that it would be between 41 and 50. That is incorrect, sir. 30 and 40? He had 32 points. Really? So they bottled him up. Yeah, they bottled him up. Bottled him up. I mean, it's not bottling up anyone else, but Will Chamberlain, the guy who's averaged 50 in a season, that's bottling him up. He he never scored over 30. He never scored over 35 in his series. All right, Russell, I see you. Yep. And... um, as far as rebounds that in that same game, where his total rebounds between 10 and 20, 21 and 30, or 31 and 40? 21 and 30. 25 rebounds. That is correct, sir. So, yeah, in game two, Will Chamberlain led – actually, in game two, game four, and game five, Will Chamberlain led all – players and total rebounds and total points which is impressive yeah Mm. not necessarily surprising but impressive it's impressive yeah i mean probably the most statistically impressive player of all time when you look at just the mind-boggling numbers of prime wilt chamberlain yeah he also led in game three he led he led game three in total points, but Bill Russell led in rebounds, 32. And I just pulled up that final series, so it looks like Sam Jones was the Celtics' leading scorer, 21.2 points per game. Interesting. John Havlicek. No, uh, I didn't. I specifically didn't look at this until after we did the quiz, but I was wondering, like, was Kuzi on there? Doesn't look like he was. But a lot, a lot of legends: Tom Heinsohn, Bill Russell, Tom Sanders, Havlicek, Sam Jones, KC Jones. Amazing history. Amazing. All right, let's uh, go back nice. to the. Well done, YouTube. sir. Well done. You did a good job. But for for you to have not been born for thirty something odd years, you you knew a lot about. 64. So that's awesome. I took my hat to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go back to the future. So we back got the, the finals start Thursday. And man, all that it took to get here. And like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. Both these teams so good defensively in the Celtics. I think they're the only team in the league, definitely the only team besides like a healthy, maybe Memphis uh, or a healthy Milwaukee that can actually match up. I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's just thinking about the Celtics defensive versatility and the depth. They obviously showed that against the Miami heat who don't have near the firepower the Warriors do, but they like to play a relatively similar game. They're going to space you out They're, You know, like good basketball one, the teams that play really good defense, the teams that can share the rock, the teams that can shoot from the outside, those wound up being the final four teams, all kind of a similar style. The Mavericks were so Luca centric, you know, but the other three, 
pretty well balanced. The two best balanced made it to the top of the mountain. And now uh, we'll find out who's, who's the king. Um, are you asking me to make my prediction? No, no. Let's do predictions last. That's just my first impression on the series is, you know, I'm just fascinated to see what the Celtics do defensively. Cause I do think that they do have what it takes to like, they can win this series. Absolutely. Um, when I, when I, when I just like, when I think about these two teams, uh, I, I start at the, at the top, I go, I go point guard, point guard. And I mean, obviously, kind of, kind of like what we did last week. You know, look, looking up, you know, the matchups at each position. But both teams have a primary score. Both teams have a secondary score, uh, and both of those secondary scores can lock you up on the opposite end. Uh, they both have guys who who lock down the paint. In yep. each of their own ways, yeah. Um, they both have that third option who can um, who can get you between eighteen and twenty five a game. Uh, if it's a really good game, who would you say those third options are? Uh, Marcus Smart and okay. Jordan Poole. Okay. Um, Wiggins. I always forget about Wiggins. That's why I feel like he he would be kind of my X factor, but then you go, hey, they got Al Horford, you know. Yeah. So he, he, yeah. that that that's that levels of playing field there, and that's why, like what I was saying earlier, that's why I'm I expect to see, I, I expect to see some Kaminga. I mean, yeah, um, that it, it, everywhere else is matched up, and on the other side, it's going to have to be Derek White. Yeah, like, that's the name I was going to bring up. Because he's been elite defensively. Yeah. I, I, I got to pull up there. Stat Muse tweeted something out the other day. So I'm going to pull that up because it just hit the nail on the head with just how incredible he's been for their whole playoff run, really. Let's yeah, see. I can't. I mean, the, the only thing that I would say to like for, for the Warriors side is they can't come out turn that ball turn the ball over like they did like they, they were a couple games versus the, the Grizzlies uh, versus the Mavs where they were just just extremely like um just lackadaisical with the ball just throwing the ball any other way all kinds of ways trying to make plays that weren't all the way there that's not gonna fly with the with the Celtics but at the same time I do know um that that the that teams generally will play to the level of their opponent and the Celtics are a really good team. So I expect the Warriors to be crisp in their execution as well as the Celtics. Yeah. I think we're going to see the best ball from both teams. So here's Derek White defending Lowry, Struce, Oladipo and Robinson, 188 possessions, nine points. I guess all of them uh, guarding them. Yeah. Three of 28 from the field, one of 14 from three, seven turnovers in six block shots. 
So who do you think he guards? Think he guards Steph? I think you put him wherever you need him. I think he's going to be on Clay. I think he's going to be on Steph. I think he's going to be on Jordan Poole. I, I think that they're going to use him the way he needs to be used when he needs to be used. 6-4. Derek White is 6-4. And what's scary is he's not even the defensive player of the year. You also got that guy. Oh, Marcus Smart. Yeah. And so when you consider, like, the three-headed splash brother monster that is, you know, Clay, Steph, and Poole, man, the Celtics might be the best task team. They are the best task team. All right, cool. We got Tatum, Brown, White, and Smart. Don't you know? forget about what, 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 like, what are you trying to say here? Because Al Horford's elite defend, defensively, yeah. in my opinion, and yeah. so is Ron I would, Williams. I would say, oh, yeah, tr- true. And, and going back to something you said about how everyone's kind of – there's like a, a, a tit for tat at, for everything, right? Well – Al Horford's a really good playmaking forward, much like Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. It's like that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. You know, these teams are so similar. And geez, man. They're similar in in different systems. And that's what I'm eager to see is, is how, I mean, Draymond even said it. Uh, I would have to find a clip and, and show it to you or post it to the who should I almost sift it, whatever. But the uh, the Draymond a- admitted it that they have a hard time guarding the Celtics. Like I mean, he said it. Like it. it, it, it he he said he told Shaq on Inside the NBA that they have a harder they have had a harder time guarding the Celtics uh, than they had with the Miami Heat, which is why. He you know, would have preferred to play the Heat, but he knew that they were going to end up playing the Celtics. So it's going to be a great series, man. I'm, I'm, I'll watch all seven of those games. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, they split the season series, one game each. Let me just check, make sure. Uh, I don't think Clay was there for the first game. Yeah, because that was in December. But then they met again in March. And the Warriors won in December, 111-107. But then the Celtics, they really kind of put a whooping on them, 118, one, or, or I'm sorry, 110 to 88, 110 to 88, and uh, won the fourth quarter, 31 to 19, checking if there's any weird injuries or anything that might have swayed that. Was Draymond playing? Draymond, Draymond did play, yeah. Nice. But he didn't start, and so he might have been just coming back from something. Yeah, working him in. Yeah, he played 22 minutes in that game. Um, so I don't think we can take too much. Honestly, if anything, I don't think we can take much at all from looking mm-hmm. at the regular season between these two teams because mm-hmm. they're different monsters. Derek White, you know, that's a, a deadline move too, and then I think you didn't see him fully come into – his the way he fits now until the playoffs mm-hmm. like there's an adjustment period and he would have only been on the team a few weeks at that point and you can make an argument that he's the most or second most important defensive piece 
on their playoff run. But that's that kind of brings me to another point. Like Jason Tatum locked up KD in hell. You know, like we like to talk about Tatum's offense. Dude's a really good defender. And the length he has, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Scottie Pippen. He's just strong and he is long. And he plays the uh, off-ball defense incredibly well. And he's tough to shoot over. And so that's where I expect the Celtics to really give the Warriors some problems because the Celtics, they're the bigger team. You look at what this, the Warriors did against the Dallas Mavericks and you know, Kevon Looney's out there looking like Wilt Chamberlain in 1964, pulling down his 20 boards or whatever, <laughs> you know, because he's pushing around Maxi Kleba. You're not going to be pushing around Time Lord Williams. You're not going to be pushing around Al Horford. Uh, I think that the Celtics have the advantage when it comes to size and length. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to stay out on these shooters and leave it to Steve Kerr to find ways to get these guys open. I think the Warriors ball movement and movement off the ball has to be elite if they are going mm-hmm. to pull this off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you'll see a, a push and pace trying to beat those big men down the floor uh, before that defense gets set. But yeah, it's going to be a, um, yeah, it, it's going to be, there's going to have to be a lot of ball movement and player movement on both sides of the ball, really, and for both teams, you know, yeah. in order for them to get the, the shots that they, that they want those high percentage shots. <laughs> yeah. Efficient shots, smart shots. Um, Udoka, man, he's proven himself to be, I mean, shoot to make the finals in your first year. Who does he think he is? Steve Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back to the Spider-Man meme. Hey, I mean, hey, the beginning of a dynasty. All those guys are young. They coming into their prime. Uh, that and Tatum, man, he, Tatum has that mom, that mama mentality, man. Don't 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 sleep on him. Don't. He is him. He <laughs> is him. <laughs> don't sleep on Tatum, man. They All right. um. Let, let, let's play a little game. Uh, a spontaneous game here. Let's rank the top 10 players in the series. Number one player in the series, is Steph Curry, right? Or is it Tatum? I'm going <laughs> Steph. Well, you, I mean, top 10 player. I mean, based on what they've done now, I would have to go Tatum. Okay. Based on, based on what they've done in the playoffs thus far, I would have to go Tatum. I'm going to make you a separate list then. So I can't condone that. <laughs> All right. So you got Tatum at one. I got Tatum at two. Tell me you have Curry at two. Yes, that's it. That's it, Tatum. Of course, of course. Curry two, yeah. Okay. Now, number three, it gets real interesting. I mean, it's already interesting if we have different ones and twos. But I, I had to go Clay Thompson. You got to go Clay. Just consistency. I feel like I got to go Jalen Brown. And you know, I love Clay Thompson. Yeah. yeah, It's like one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, But I got to go Jalen Brown just because Clay's been really good. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't move the way he did 
before, I don't know. I think I think Brown's a little bit uh, better offensive player at this point in their careers. Mm-hmm. Let's look at some stats here. But sell me on Clay. Sell me on Clay. He he just he just consistent. I mean, <clears throat> he um. It is in big games. He's a monster. In the playoffs, nineteen point eight points per game for Clay. Uh, 57.5 true shooting percentage for Jalen Brown, 22.9 points per game, 59.5 true shooting percentage, both those playoff numbers. So based off the stats, who's the better player? Jalen by about three points. Yeah. But it's not it like, like it's, it's so tight. Number who number four. I feel like you could say a handful of guys. You could say Jordan Poole. You could say Al Horford. You could say Marcus Smart. You could say Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm leaning towards Draymond Green. That's why I'm going to put it my number four. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you got Draymond at four. And he's going to be so key. Um, we don't talk about him as a playmaker enough. Led the team in assists. He's kind of their Swiss Army knife guy. I think he's the biggest X factor. He's the motor. Yeah. He's the engine. All right. Number five. Tim, you got to go Robert Williams, man. Ooh. Really? Okay. (laughs) And the thing is, like, the reason why I say that is that there's, there, there are some things that numbers can't capture. Like, dude, I dare Steph Curry to go down that lane trying to throw up one of those little floaters over Robert Williams. He's going he's gonna to toss it to the bay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like, his reaction time and how he, like, how he recovers, I mean, just his impact on the defensive end, um, that alone just puts him up there as like, you know, number whatever he is, because he, it's just, it's just like I said, just the impact on the game he, he makes just from being in the game. Doesn't have to do anything, just be in the game. That's, that's how good you are. Gravity. I'm going to go. Yeah, so you got him at five. I'm going to go Marcus Smart. Okay. Uh, why, why, why so? Defensive player of the year. Um, just uh, kind of like what you're saying about Robert Williams, the unique aspects he brings to the matchup. I think you say a lot that same. Uh, instead of interior, I'm talking about perimeter defense. He's going to need to be hounding Clay. Staff, whoever they got him on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this exercise just goes to show like how deep these teams are. Yep. The yeah, one thing did. I did not enjoy is Marcus Smart just tossing up those threes. He almost let the heat back into that game, just missing threes uh the other night. Yeah, three for ten from field. Sometimes, I mean, geez, man. The last few games, one for four from three uh, Saturday. 
he was one for three or, or yeah, Saturday, the 21st Wednesday, the uh, 25th one for five. I'm sorry. One for three, uh, one for nine from three in the uh, game six. And then in game seven, he's three for 10. And, uh, but he's still, you know, he gets the job done in that Sunday win 24 points, nine rebounds, five assists. Being able to rebound from everywhere is going to be key because both these teams are going to try to throw a lot of different lineups out there and see what works. And having a guard who can rebound the basketball like that and having that toughness, because like, you know, we talk about the similarities between Draymond Green and Al Horford. Well, how about the similarities between Draymond Green and Marcus Smart? Both teams have that Dennis Rodman, you know, like obviously Draymond Green is a forward and Marcus Smart's a guard, but the tough guy, the enforcer, and they will get in a fight. They are going to get in some sort of tussle. Like it's inevitable, right? Both those guys like to play with their heart on their sleeve. That's like a matchup that isn't like necessarily a matchup, but it's just eventually they will collide. Mm -hmm. And both those, neither one of them is going to back down. Like whatever that happens, whatever game that happens in, I, I, I just can't wait. I don't know what happens there. When you get a little close to the TV, you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. yeah. Oh, oh there. Oh, he just pulled a PJ Brown. Draymond Green just picked up Marcus Smart, dropped him on his head. You know? Uh, oh, Marcus Smart just took, dove at Draymond's knees. Who knows? It's going to get weird. <laughs> it's going to get weird. It's going to get real weird. Uh, especially, can I, can I just say that at first, I did, I was not a fan of Marcus Smart's green hair, but now I'm like, if I could do that, I would do that. You know, the, the green tips. Yeah, it, I, I like it. It's kind of Rodman esque. It's also team colors, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. We we got number six so far. You got in oh, the Jordan order: Poole. Tatum, Curry, Clay, Draymond, Robert Williams. Yeah, I go pool. Jordan. Yeah, Poole. I got pool at six as well. You guys to go Jordan pool. Yeah um yeah third splash brother uh, i think you could make an argument that he's been wow wow yeah, Wiggins. yeah that leads me to a very interesting number seven i was about to say you could make an argument that pool has been better than clay and i got clay at seven here uh... i think clay's clay's catch and shoot i don't i think he's still a really good defender i don't think he's like as locked down as he used to be, but who knows? He's still coming back. Maybe I went from the guy who uh, like was singing Clay's praises to the guy who's underrating him now. Only time will tell. But like I said, it's the depth. It's the depth of the series as a whole that's on display here. Because all of these are like fractionally close. And we're, we're basing all of this up to this point, you know, like say one of those guys has had like a bad series. Like you always give Chris Paul crap for having that. We'll say like for lack of a better word, terrible game seven, you know, the like say, say if one, one of those guys like a Clay Thompson or Jalen Brown, you know, say one of those guys have a, has a bad series it's going to tip the scale into the other, into the favor of the other team. So 
and they've all played. I would pretty. I would say they've all played pretty well up to this point. But yeah, they've all they none of them can afford to have a bad series. I will agree with you there. So you got Marcus Smart at seven, then? Uh, yeah, I would have to go Marcus Smart. Yep. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that. Oh, geez, you know, I really better look at these rosters. But I, uh, without looking at it, you probably knowing you, you probably say Luka Doncic. <laughs> I, I was gonna say Derek White. Thank you very much. <laughs> love you some Luca, man. <laughs> oh, I do. He, and he is deserving of that love. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got Boston's Warriors. I just got to literally get these teams like out in front of me to make sure I'm not just making some sort of egregious <laughs> oversight. Because there's so many key players in this series. And you got Kamingo over there, too. I wouldn't say he's top 10, but he, he's close. Yeah, he's an X Factor. I believe he's it. Ooh, I gotta go Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I knew there was no oversight, so I'm going Wiggins eight. You going Wiggins eight? You who are you going? Yeah. Wiggins 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 goes eight. All right. Well, number nine, I'm going Derek White then. Me with Al Horford. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sticking with Derek White, but Horford has to be my 10. My 10, I'm, I would pick Kamingo over Derek White. Okay. So in conclusion, uh, Leo, you got Tatum, Curry, Clay, Draymond, Robert William, Jordan Poole, Marcus Smart, Andrew Wiggins, Al Horford, Jonathan Kamingo. I Beautiful. got Curry, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Draymond Green. Uh, can't read my handwriting. Marcus Smart. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Derek White, Al Horford. So it's extremely balanced. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be amazing. And, and that leads us now. We have to end the episode with our official predictions. Golly. This is tough. So let's go. Who wins? How many games? Finals MVP and okay. one X factor to look at. I'll go first. Yeah. Because I don't know. <laughs> so I'm taking the Celtics in seven. I think, I, think, I think they can get one game in Golden State. Uh, Celtics in seven. And Jason Tatum is your MVP. Your I'm going Warriors in seven. I think Steph Curry is your MVP. Um, but I could see some Disney type scenario where it's Clay Thompson. You know, he loves his big games. He hasn't played since 1963. Another fun fact, you know, he hadn't played. Oh my God, Disney, in, <laughs> Disney. He hasn't, he hasn't played in 60 years. <laughs> he came back this year. Oh, boy. You know, both his legs fell off. They had to tape him back on. You good? It was like that scene from Forrest Gump. Clay Thompson had all this metal all over his legs, and all of a sudden, he just started running, and he dunked all over the calves, and they're like, oh, he's back. He looks healthy to me. 
<laughs> oh, wait, I, you can see some Disney type scenario where Clay Thompson <laughs> wins MVP. Uh, I mean, the games are ESPN, right? Exactly. They're, they're in the uh, they're in the uh, business of fairy tales and you know happy endings. Um, though I, I want the Warriors to win, but my uh, just like I wanted, I want, and the only reason why I'm picking the Celtics is just is because I picked the Heat to win that series last uh, last week. Uh, because I, I have a emotional, I'm, I'm emotionally biased towards the Heat. This time, I am emotionally biased towards the Golden State Warriors because of how much I love watching them play, how much I love Steph Curry, just as a basketball player, as a person. But when I look at the X's and O's and the film, I'm like, the Celtics are due. They are due. Oh, yeah. I could see it. And that leads me into my X factor, which okay, is experience. Yeah. Oh, nice X factor. And yeah, I think it just comes down to that. The Warriors have been there before. I don't think that they're going to have any feeling out period. It's not going to be, wow, these are some pretty bright lights. Not saying the Celtics aren't ready for it, but there's a difference between being ready for it and been there. And I think that the Warriors are going to come in knowing exactly what it takes to win a championship in a seven game series. They're ready for this moment. They've been there before. And it's weird because you look at all this team has accomplished and then Kevin Durant leaves and the Warriors really are one of the worst teams in the league. Briefly Clay Thompson's injury in, in a weird way, it turned them back into an underdog. And I think they got a chip on their shoulder. Mm. And I think that they are going to make that into some chalkboard material. And I think they are going to come out playing elite Warriors basketball from the opening tip. I think the Celtics are going to get there. I think the Celtics are going to be crisp and clean. But I think that they're going to have just a little bit of a feeling out period we both have this going seven games i think that's enough to push the scale in the favor of the warriors uh my cryptic message with the heat and the celtics i said that the celtics were the better team and the heat were scrappier i think the celtics match up better with the warriors than the warriors match up with the celtics i think the warriors experience is enough to get them the championship uh, I I would agree. I would agree there. The only thing that I would add is um, I would add as my X factor, and again, I mean, I've said his name a couple times here in this podcast, is I, I, I'm expecting to see some some Kaminga. Um, they, they, the, the Steve Kerr has been getting him reps here and there, here and there throughout the playoffs. And he's gonna, he's gonna, he. I think he's gonna be that. In a perfect world, everybody stays healthy, everybody's good. He's gonna be that one variable that kind of tips the scale slightly into uh, Golden Golden State's uh, favor. But the Celtics, the game plan is: hey, let's just let's just win one one game away. 
and we the home court's in our favor, and you know how our amazing how amazing our fans are. That's another thing. Both franchises have a awesome fan base. Um, so the 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 home crowd is gonna be rocking. Uh, Warriors Warriors do have the home court advantage. They do, they do. So what I'm saying is the Celtics, all they have to do is win one okay, game. Okay, that's what you're saying. And they and then they have they win one game at the Warriors place, and then they have home court advantage. Okay. And, and yep. if they can do that, then um game six ends up in Boston. You, you, it's, uh, bro, it's, it's, it's gonna be tough, man. I mean, um in order for the Celtics to win the championship, they're going to have to win in seven games. They're going to have to win game seven in Oakland. Mm. They, is, they won in Miami. Possible, which is possible. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Well, that'll do it, folks. NBA Finals Preview Edition. Come from the podcast. If you enjoy, enjoy the show, uh, please give us a friendly rating uh, wherever you listen. We appreciate you. Closing thoughts, Coach Leo. Um, hey, just appreciate all the support. We love y'all. Uh, basketball is uh, amazing. We, we appreciate the support. And uh, happy NBA Finals. Happy NBA Finals. Happy finals, folks. We'll see you next time.